Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. And we're going to be talking to Martin Nolan, Executive Director, Chief Financial Officer of Julian's Auctions. And what's so cool about this episode is that this weekend we will be having a Rolling Stones auction coming up via Julian's. And it's a very cool one. It's presenting the property from Bill Wyman and his Rolling Stones archive. And you'll have everything from the Vox amp that got basically got Wyman the job and the Stones. If you've if you've read a lot of Stones history and and biographies, you'll know that this definitely this sort of nailed the deal for him joining the Stones. They not only liked and wanted a bass player but they liked Bill's amp as well. And it's also got uh, Brian Jones' guitar that Bill Wyman had. And, you know, Martin's going to explain why that has a historical that has a historical significance. So right there you got two items that are huge in Rolling Stone's history. But knowing Bill Wyman, if, if you've read some of the books he's put out, he's collected Rolling Stone's memorabilia, ephemera, everything for years. Everything from ticket stubs to the highest historical item. So a lot of that is in here, in this auction. So if you want to buy high-end, you buy high-end, but you can also buy stuff for a few hundred dollars and bid on that. And also, if you do bid and don't get what you want, there is a beautiful, you could even call them coffee table books, three of them that come together and catalog the entire auction. So you could buy that too at juliansauctions.com. But right now we're going to talk to Martin and the auction will be live on Friday, September 11th, Saturday the 12th and Sunday, September 13th. But let's talk to Martin and get all the details. Hey Martin, how are you? Fantastic. <laughs> we're here at the Rolling Stones exhibition. Ah. In Beverly Hills, baby. Are you ready to talk some stones? <laughs> I hope so. I definitely am. <laughs> it's all about the stones. So how you been? Good? Very good. Thank you, Patrick. How about yourself? Good, good. As good as we can be during these times, you know? I know. But, you know, we get through it. We're getting through it. And we'll, um, we'll come up the other end better. Yep, of stronger. course. Yes, I believe that as well. Hey, um, how did this all start? Did... Bill Wyman come to Julian's auctions. Did you hear, did someone recommend, like tell you about that, something about him wanting to get rid of his auction off some of his collection? How did that all come, how did it all come about? Well, obviously, you know, Julian's auctions, we're, we're the, 
sort of the leading entertainment auction house. And we watched uh, a great documentary last year, about July of last year, uh, The Quiet One. And we saw an amazing collection of items that Bill Wyman had accumulated over his lifetime, certainly yeah. his career, starting with the Rolling Stones. And we thought, wow, that would be an amazing auction. And sort of that sort of set the wheels in motion. And we started putting out the feelers and got to management. And as they say in this world, the rest is history. Yes. Well, have you have you seen the book uh, Rolling with the Stones? Yes, I have. Yeah, he published that. It's a fantastic book. And I was wondering, I didn't have the chance to compare what was in there compared to what you have in your catalog. Are, are there some items? There must be some items that were in that book that are being auctioned off, correct? Do you know? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I mean... To be honest, I mean, we've gone through and we've, we've gathered up everything that he had. I mean, this, you know, this auction is over a thousand items. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, this really important stuff from that box amplifier that he went to yes. for his interview on King's Road in 1962. Yep. And when, like, you know, the, the guys were so excited about that. And, you know, Keith Richards almost got down and prayed to it, or maybe he did get down and prayed to it, because that was the sound they were looking to, the Stones were wanting to, they needed to create the sound that they were looking to generate. And they hired Bill, Bill paid for the drinks after the interview, because they had no money. I mean, that's, we're talking like basic bottom beginnings. Yep. And then to think they're still going here in the gallery we're playing Stones music or just turned on the volume right now so I could talk to you. But it's amazing to walk around this gallery and see so many items. I mean, the clothing. I mean, such amazing items of clothing. And how small was he? Our mannequins are 28, 28 inches. And wow. the pants don't fit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have that waist size. <laughs> exactly. And we're talking probably 26 inches. I yeah. Mean, it's inc- incredible. I and mean, this is a man in his 20s. Yes. He, he was the older of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was going to say that Vox amplifier could be a museum piece because, like you said, it's such an important part of their history. I remember even reading Keith Richards' biography, and he's, he was like, that sealed the deal. I saw, as soon as we saw it, <laughs> it did, they needed a basis, but uh, it wasn't just Bill, it was the amp as well, and that was, I found that pretty funny, as you as you put out. Absolutely, and Bill talked about that himself. I mean, he, he laughed at us. I mean, we interviewed him, you know, I worked with him on this yeah. project, spent time with him, great guy, so interesting so many amazing stories and every piece like I'm looking right now at the Les Paul the the, the gold top mm-hmm. uh, from Brian Jones yeah. like, that's such an important piece and yes. the box is right beside us and the orange sunburst fender is right there but if I pulled out a piece of paper for him or you know a tongue on something he'd have a story for that each piece had a story and a meaning to him he wasn't 
overly attached to, you know, the most valuable pieces. Every piece in this collection has a story, has a connection to, to Bill, and something that, that was his passion. He just loved the stories. He, he collected everything, he kept everything, and when the rest of the band members were perhaps enjoying the chemical phase of their tours, Bill was back in his hotel, documenting, recording, yep. and just writing the history. <laughs> I That's what I loved about Rolling with the Stones, that book, is that it had all these little pieces, pieces that, you know, the other guys probably would just throw out, you know, ephemera or whatever. They, they would probably just toss it. He kept it. And for people... Rooting, rooting the bin and get it. Yes. It's pretty remarkable. Amazing. Yeah, but that's the thing. He, like he, he loves archaeology. He loves discovery. He loves that part. And he, he loves does. research and stories. And that's it. The music was part of it. But it yeah. wasn't everything. And so it's just, it's so amazing for us. You know, we, we did Ringo Starr's auction back in, in 2015, which was another great project and huge success. And you sort of would compare, like you said, Bill Wyman to the Stones. He's not a drum player, of course, but like Ringo was to the Beatles. And, you know, like they, the three boys were there already. Charlie was there. And then Bill came along. Um, mm. And he had his box. And that was the beginning of it. And then, there were, you know, he said, like, you know, he just started collecting this and the first album and this and that because... His son was born in, you know, a young age, in 61 maybe. And he just wanted to document everything for his son. He wanted to have some meaning for his son. He would say, yeah, and we recorded an album and we, we released a record or whatever. Like, I'm talking 62, 63. Yeah. Before they knew, like, how explosive and how crazy it was all going to become. And, like, then right. coming to, you know, playing in Carnegie Hall in in 1964 and this morning this lady who i always see at her exhibitions in new york i did a double take when i saw her here and i said wow i said i've never seen you in our gallery in Beverly hills and she said like this is a special one to me she said and i was at their first performance in carnegie hall in 64. Mm. she was spent hours here looking at everything and was like oh my god the memories that she has just from the other side of watching the Stones, he's a huge fan. And then to see it come to, you know, 360, to be in an auction gallery, to be sold this weekend, and, you know, and raise money for charities as well. It's just a real feel-good factor. And believe me, Patrick, if you can't get no satisfaction this weekend at this auction, you're not getting anything anywhere. <laughs> hey, he, hey, Bill also kept doing collecting stuff and documenting stuff even with his solo albums and into his new groups after he left the stones correct absolutely he still loves he loves to go excavating he he, he, he just loves research he loves history he's like and, and that's his passion you know yeah. he's not going to the pub and he's not doing drugs and you know he, he that's what his that was his high you yeah. know, everyone has a vice, and yes. this was almost his vice, yeah. was collecting, and he has amazing archives all on his computer, and he would talk about a rehearsal in Hamburg in 67 or something like that, and 
team can bring up that day and he can tell you, well, we started off the morning and we went here and we rehearsed there and we played that gig that night and the guys went here and I went back to the hotel and this and that. Him and Brian Jones just were, were roomies and they were good friends. Mm. And like they would they would go on and play gigs or jam at sessions even after a session with the Rolling Stones. Like, I mean, they just loved to play music and they loved the stories and, and that's what they were about. It wasn't about the fame. I mean, he's not affected by fame at all. Well, talk about the guitar, the Brian Jones, so, the story behind it. It's a Gibson and it's, it was a, it's a reissue in the sense of the, the first time they reissued this particular gold top uh, guitar. And it's in fantastic condition. And Brian Jones, who was the founding member, he was the founder of the Royal right, Jones. Right. Um, like he 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 played that on the Rolling Stones uh, Circus Circus, gotcha. which was I think probably Brian Jones's last um, live performance. Yes. Or last performance with the Stones, and then obviously he was fired or he left the Stones, whatever way you want to reinterpret the story, and you know died tragically a few months later and so like for this to be you know such so historic so much great stories with it and to be part of bill wyman's collection for so many years and now to come to uh to to the auction is just you know it's uh, it's a huge pleasure for us and you know the guitar is sitting right where we had kurt cobain's guitar mm. sitting back in June when we did our uh, our music icons auction and from MTV unplugged six million and ten thousand Patrick yeah and the guy that's the guy that sold that guitar to Kurt was sitting in the room beside it he sold it for five thousand and here he sees us selling it for six million and ten thousand because Kurt Cobain MTV unplugged the association and then sadly the tragedy um, of it all um, and so this guitar is sitting private place right there in our gallery um, and it's just you know so historical so amazing and such an important piece of our pop culture history yeah I'm sure this this Gibson meant a lot um, to Bill because you know like you said it, you know he played it uh, and then all of a sudden Brian dies it must have been some sentimental attachment to it. Um, it was so, and, and you know, you know, like it was, you know, Keith and Mick, and it was uh, Brian and, and Bill, like were the two, you know, there were the roomies and the friends, and you know, like so. Uh, he, like Bill was especially close to Brian Jones, mm. um, and you know, for him to, you know, I know it was a little, it was, it was. And I know for a fact it was there was a tinge of emotion um, letting go of that guitar in particular. Definitely, I mean, he was he had come to a stage where he'd done his documentary, he'd written his book. You know, what's next? You know, what do you do with the stuff now? And so it was a new many conversations, and you know, over the past year, more than a year, in the letting go process, cathartic in a way. And, you know, but that was one of the last ones he gave us because I, I know that was like, he almost felt like, gosh, you know, I, I, I kept Brian with me all this time and, and now I'm letting go. And I know 
I know that touched a little bit of the heartstrings. Yeah. You know, following auctions, Byron, all the time, I, I just, it amazes me how much guitar memorabilia, guitars themselves, how, how attracted um, collectors are now to them. You know what I mean? They're really like centerpieces. And you brought up, you brought up the Cobain guitar. Are they, are they, are guitar, if you want to call them gearheads, you know, do you see them as different type of collectors? Yeah. So the guitar collectors are, are, are a lot of Wall Street guys love guitar. Yes. And they, they play music. Um, and they have an appreciation for art. They're sort of nostalgic as well, as we all are in, yes. in, in certain ways. But with guitars, you know, it's 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 so cool, and, and you exactly. know, if you have a lot of money. You know, you want the cool factor. Same. You pick up. You know, you have a dinner party or an event. Your friends over, having a few beers, or not, or whatever you're doing, and you pick up a guitar and and you play. That's that's cool. The guitar is like, oh, that's a beautiful guitar. It's a blue guitar, a yellow guitar, red, whatever. Red. It's Gibson. It's a Fender. It's it's Gretsch. It's a Martin. Whoever. Um, it's all those factors playing. So it's, and, and each guitar is like a work of art and it becomes your own as you play, as you mark it, yeah. you know, different scratch marks on it. And, and then, um, you fold in Kurt Cobain or Brian Jones or Bill Wyman or John Lennon. We were the first auction house to sell a guitar for more than a million dollars. Yes. That was, yeah, that was John Lennon's Gibson J160E, which yeah. was stolen from him at the Christmas shows in 63. And so that was like, that really made people realize that guitars are really collectible. Yes. They're, they're cool items. They're, they're so much different than something like, you know, a piece of clothing. Like, I mean, it's cool to own something, a piece of clothing, but you'll never wear it. Right. Um, you know, like, what, what, what do you do with it? I mean, we sold Martin Manoa's dress from Happy Birthday to President Kennedy for $4.81 million. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, that's a world record, of course. But, like, you know, there's very few people that could actually wear that dress. I mean, right. it's cool. It's on a mannequin. You display it. Yeah. Great part of history. It's, his, it's history and it's Hollywood and all that. But a guitar is something you can actually pick up and play. Interact. Entertain. Yep. You can interact. You can enjoy. And guitars, as I've seen, they continue to appreciate in value. They just continue to go up in value, especially iconic guitars like, you know, something coming from Bill Wyman. And we have guitar. We have 47 guitars, I think, in this auction. Yes. Guitars at every price point. We did Les Paul's auction in 2012. And people came out of the woodwork to buy guitars. And these yes. were guitars that had been reconfigured. And, you know, because Les Paul was an engineer and, and he, he was tinkering and he'd cut guitars and he'd slash guitars and he'd add strings and withdraw strings. And, I mean, I mean, they were like, and yes, people wanted to own those guitars. Yes. And they're still playable, still put great stories and such an important part of history because... Les Paul did so much engineering work with sound equipment and electric guitars and, and all of that. And, you know, everything is evolving. It's the evolution of the guitars. They are pieces of art. You could, if you never even played it, you could frame it, hang it on the wall, and I guarantee anybody that comes to your office, your business, or your home, that that guitar is, they would be 
drawn to that, it'll start a conversation. Right. And better still, if you can lift it off the wall and strum it and play, um, it's just, um, yeah, and, and, I, and I get it, and I can see, uh, like, why people are drawn to the guitars. And, you know, like, the, the guitar that we sold for, for um, Kurt Cobain, that guitar was bought by um, the guy, Voltage uh, Guitars here in Los Angeles. He bought it in, in Mississippi, in a little, pokey little guitar shop. He was traveling around the country. He bought it for 3500 He just liked the guitar and liked the look of it. It was a Martin. Not <laughs> tremendously popular. Yes. Um, and he brought it back and he, he put it in his shop. And Kirk and Courtney, Kirk and Courtney came in. Courtney was pregnant and saw that guitar and bought it for, he was looking for a Martin because Kurt is a left-handed guitar player. Martin is, guitars are easy to switch from left to right playing. And so he, he bought it for 5000 That was a very good markup. Mm -hmm. for, um, for for the owner of Holtz's Guitars, who then was in the room for the auction and was like, just blown away. <laughs> the, and the bidder, the winning bidder was in the room. And, you know, uh, it was just that whole history, just the whole, and that's the beauty of the auction gallery. You know, it's, it's history change in hand. It's yes. a buyer's meet sellers in the one venue and it's a change, the gallery goes down it's gone now from the current owner to the new owner. And these items and these guitars and celebrities love to bid in our auctions. So chances are these guitars will reappear on stage. Another performance will take on a whole new life. Because yes. for somebody who buys this guitar, it's a new acquisition. It's a new guitar for them. And it's going to, the journey continues. And that's what's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I think you articulated it perfectly because when you said art, a piece of art, and it's interactive art, um, and I've had readers ask, what's going on with guitars all of a sudden? What's the big, you know, they're wondering why there are auctions with just gear, or just guitars, and, you know, a lot of them are, you know, the Beatles people who, you know, collected Beatles memorabilia, but now all of a sudden they're kind of, blown away like what is this all of a sudden but uh, you're right i think you articulated it perfectly it's an interactive piece you can make music on it yourself and uh, that absolutely yeah i mean and monet monet's and picasso's and then gold are, are fantastic but there's a very small fraction of people that have the money the millions to own a piece of art like that but if you own something, which again is, is interactive art as you described it, but it is art, a work of art. Each guitar is a beautiful piece in its own right. And then the beautiful music, the lyrics you can strum yep. with the guitar, how you can entertain people. And we can all relate to a guitar. I mean, we can all relate to music. We may not all relate to, you know, some weird piece of, you know, Francis Bacon or, you know, right. some strange piece of art on the wall that sold for millions and millions. But we can all relate to the guitar and we can all aspire to owning a guitar. We can own a Les Paul guitar, a Gibson Les Paul. It may not be Brian Jones or Bill Wyman, but <laughs> we could buy it for a few, few couple of thousand and have something. Or oh, that's the same guitar that, you know, like there's so many ways where people can relate to it but the cool factor is especially with the wall street guys yes they just you know and they're dealing with stocks and bonds and you know all that non-interesting um type of uh, investment vehicle day in and day out and suddenly they can own something three-dimensional 
entertaining, fun, wow factor plays and your friends have been so envious of you and as a Wall Street guy with the ego and all that, that's what you want. You, you cover that. You want to have that guitar. That's what happens at the auction and that's why the big money is coming in now. It's, it's a tangible asset, something that's useful. You can play it, entertain, enjoy it and in yeah. years to come, it's very likely, you know, buying iconic pieces like this, they will continue to appreciate in value and will sell for more money than you pay for and you've enjoyed for 20 or five years or whenever long you keep it. And it's like it transfers you to another time, too. And, uh, and exactly on yeah. that point. Yes. That's exactly what's happening right now. There's now, so I get... Turmoil going on with COVID and all that. Yes. People are looking for something constant. Exactly. A guitar like that is constant. Now, i got to ask you, the Vox amplifier, can you plug something into that? Will it play? It's, yes, it still works. You can plug in three things into it. Interesting. Yeah. That would be yeah. interesting. I wonder if the, whoever gets that, would they try it out or just keep it as a sort of museum sort of piece? You know, I'm, I'm very no, curious. I, 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 I am sure that whoever gets this will use it. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I really do, and which is amazing to think in terms of like 62, and it's been around the world in various right. places. We had it on display in Ireland, and then we brought it here to, yeah, we brought yeah. it here to Beverly Hills, and then we brought it back to Ireland, and we brought it back here again. So, like, I mean, even in our possession, it has taken on a life of its own with great stories and adventures. And it's so important to the whole history of the Stones. I mean, if that interview didn't happen and if Bill didn't have that box, would mm. he have been hired that day? And would the Stones have reached the right. sound right. that they were trying to create? Like, what if? You just, what if with that box all day long? So do you think this will be the item that brings in the most money? It should be, right? <laughs> um, it, 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 I think it should be because it's such, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's, the, it's the ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz. Right. The box that, that sort of pulled it all together, created the sound, created the magic that they were looking to do, brought Bill into the team. I mean, yes, but again, I mean, you know, it's not as not as sexy as owning Brian Jones's, um, right. Gibson, you know, the Les Paul or or the Fender, the orange sunburst um, Fender Mustang that um, that Bill also played so much and, and and loved so much. So, but as I said, every piece. I mean, I'm talking the iconic pieces here. Yes. But every piece, like the the boots, the basketball boots that he bought numerous pairs up and yeah. dyed different colors and, and wore them for performing. There's the silver boots, you know, that he uh, credits with saving his life when he fell off stage and the rest of Andrew on the bus and his girlfriend said, where's Bill? And then Bill was missing and Bill had fallen off the stage after trying to reach for the stars and went to a curtain that he thought was might be a wall behind it and the boots were sticking out and he passed out and they came back in, they couldn't find them anywhere, but next thing they suddenly saw the silver boots sticking out from under the curtain. And then they followed the boots and got to the rest of Bill. And so, but again, that's just a pair of boots, but like a great story told by Bill. And he credits him, the boots of saving his life because they were able to save him and get him out of that hall and, hmm. all of, all, and the rest is history. So, yeah. 
Well, you know, Goldmine's readership is made up of people who buy high-end memorabilia and records to the sort of, you know, now-and-then collector. If you are, okay, if you're one of those Rolling Stones everyday fans, you're not looking to buy high-end, maybe you don't even collect that much, but you want a piece of Bill Wyman's life, a piece of the Stones history, what, in your eyes, are the best affordable items? Well, you know, that's the, what's, what's great about this, uh, Patrick, is that, and, and something that was really um, important to Bill uh, and Suzanne and the family as well, is that, you know, if they, they wanted, you know, he's collected everything. Everything to him has the same meaning, you know, yeah. almost the same meaning. Like, he was attached to every, every single item. But they wanted items in there, and Bill wants items in there for... The fan. The you know, everyday the fan. fan, right. Absolutely. You know, like, there's a, you know, I'm looking there, Bill Wyman, Goat's Head Soup Mirror. Yes. $300. Right, exactly. Um, you know, there's a novelty T-shirt, 2 to $300. Um, a personalized top, 4 to $600. Right. So, like, you know, like, there's items at every vintage, a vintage belt, Six to eight hundred dollars. Another belt, three to three to five hundred dollars. Um, a signed hotel bill. So you get his signature to hotel bill, <laughs> five to seven hundred dollars. So you know that's you know. Uh, I think it's know, awesome. Musical programs. Yeah. It's so amazing. I know whether you had a chance to look at online. I did. Catalog. Yeah. It's three amazing books of history in this amazing box set, which gives you the impression that it looks like it's a file cabinet. I'm glad you brought and that up because you sell those and our readers could buy those, correct? Absolutely, $200. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's Bill Wyman and it's like three drawers and each yes. drawer, so to speak, is an actual catalog. It's three-day auction. And even if you, if you couldn't afford to own anything in the actual auction itself, um, you can buy the catalog and like Bill, he'll have it on his coffee table. Everything now is, we've taken everything from him. He has the memories, but he has the catalog. And if he's nostalgic, he can lip, open that right. catalog, flip through it, see all the amazing items, look, think of all the stories, look at the photographs, look at him there. And just, you know, like, and it's so much less burdensome for him now. He's not insuring and storing and worrying about something happening to, um, you know, his the stuff that he's saved for all these years. He's let go. Now it's, it's going to be dispersed all over the world. Here in Julian's auction, this is the last time this entire collection will be together. This is going to be gone. This is going to museums and fans and collectors, and there's going to be a piece of Bill Wyman all over the world because the Rolling Stones are loved all over the world. Yeah, and I agree. now people have an opportunity now people have an opportunity to own something and it's you know very rarely does stuff come up for auction i mean i've been doing auctions for years and it's very rare that we get rolling stone stuff right. Bill kept everything the rest <laughs> of the guys really didn't care about anything or keep anything even down to merchandising like the tongue i know chains or stickers yeah. or pins all that is affordable <laughs> but this is an event where the fans can be engaged and you know 
I went to the Rolling Stones in 1982 in Slane Castle in July 1982 with my older cousin. She was crying because this was the last world tour of the Rolling Stones. This was over. It was, you know, this is the last chance. And I, I was younger, and I was thought, okay, I'm going, and I loved it and all the rest of it, but I wasn't emotional about it because I really wasn't, hadn't got to know the Stones as well at that time. But she loved them. Yeah. And that was, that's, we're talking, you know, what was 38 years? Mm-hmm. And, and the Stones are still going, which yes. is incredible. And, but also what's amazing now is to have all this collection here and be, as Julian's auctions, chosen to be the ones to represent this auction, present this auction, and we'll be responsible for dispersing each of these items to people who are going to continue to appreciate them, love them, enjoy them, and they'll take on a whole new life. I agree. And he also collected vinyl, too. I noticed that the Stones' first EP is here, which is, that is pretty damn cool. He has a fantastic vinyl collection, and, you know, that vinyl, the last few years we've seen vinyl. Oh, yeah. So popular again, and yes, that's a whole, that's a specific collector that collects finals. Yes. But to have it all coming from one person, member of the Rolling Stones, so so many great items, it's just, it's it's incredible. And and we're seeing great interest already online, where people are looking, and, you know, so many hundreds of thousands of people come to see the catalog and to see the auction online. So it's going to be really uh, historic. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think it's just going to be a great, fun filled And it's just Rolling Stones speaks to continuity. Normalcy in our lives. They've gone through so, you know, Rolling Stones have been around since the early 60s. We've, we've had so many crises we've all dealt with and survived. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through the election. We'll have a president. Whatever happens, happens. But we still have music. We'll always have music. And now people have an opportunity to own something from the, one of the greatest bands of all time. I completely agree. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And thanks for taking <laughs> the time for You too, Patrick. I really appreciate it. And, you and, know, um, I, I know readers are going to go and check out everything. And I think you make a great point is if, if you don't win something with your bid, you can always buy that catalog, which is beautiful. So, you know. Absolutely. I really <laughs> look- appreciate you covering this and um hopefully you will be going online to see the auction on oh, of Friday, course. Sunday and you'll be entertained for sure i know that yes oh, absolutely i'm a i'm a big stones fan <laughs> awesome well good for you and you know i don't know whether you ever had an opportunity to meet bill wyman but I, he was so i have incredible. i i interviewed him but i have not met him in person but uh, yes he's a yeah, very he's nice man so Interesting, so modest and so non-celeb, and, and like, yeah. you almost have to remind them, like, like you almost have to pinch them and say, "Do you realize?" You know. But anyway, uh, thank you, Patrick. Hey. We'll be in touch. I really appreciate you. And good luck with everything. Thank you. My pleasure, and stay healthy and safe. You too, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for taking the time to talk to Goldmine Magazine. This is Patrick Prince. Editor of Goldmine signing off. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive, exclusive interviews. 
stuff that you won't find in print. And if you want the print magazine, you can go on a newsstand in Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and pick it up. Well, we'll see you next time. And don't forget to go to Julian's Auctions to just look, if you want, at the property from Bill Wyman and his Rolling Stones archive, juliansauctions.com. And if this auction will be live in Beverly Hills, live Friday, September 11th, Saturday, September 12th, and Sunday, September 13th. Good luck. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.